Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse presents the Colvin Brothers Podcast. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Brother, 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 brother. My name is Michael. I've always dreamed about having a brother. Colvin Brothers. You're my kid brother and you take care of me. Michael is the music guy. I'm the movie guy. Put us together. We're the Colvin Brothers. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You're listening to the Colvin Brothers. Daddy and Uncle Michael. So... What does your brother do to you? It's not a Colvin party. Let the cops show up. Oh boy! Perhaps we're long lost brothers. Colvin brothers on Z93. The clock on the wall says three o'clock. Number six for Colvin. Mom always likes you best. Oh brother! Colvin Brothers. Ash Brown. Comedy. On C93. The Comic Con Show. Comic Con Show. Comic Con Show. Comic Con Show. I am, I am, I am Superman. And I know what's happening. Superman, and I know what's happening. 
Good afternoon, everybody. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Colvin Brothers on Z93. I'm Batman, and that's Spider-Man. Okay, as long as you don't call me Robin. That'd be, <laughs> Robin's a buy now. Did you see that stuff? It was a big story on the news feeds last week. Oh, I didn't know where you were going. I thought we were going back to 1991. I was going to say fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Superman from R.E.M. And I'm going to go back even further to 1986. Back when I was doing the whole dungeon routine, which is really where my career launched, we would have air jams there like we would at high school. But of course, it was the dungeon. So I would take it another level. Is that where uh, Scott Cron learned how to do the air guitar? It might very well be. But um, <laughs> I had Superman underwear. I would go to not even Frederick's, probably Spencer's and get like these crazy underwears. And I would do strip teases because, you know, what else was I going to do? I was 16 years old and trying to make a name for myself. And I remember I picked this song, Superman, which even at the time was kind of obscure, yeah. and I, I, I flattened myself out over one of the tables, and I, I stripped down, and then at the very end, I'm displaying my Superman underwear. I, <laughs> mom, a, mom used to get a kick out of that stuff. Th- there was a video back in the day for, I don't know if it was Merlin's or the castle, but I feel like you were in that doing something. Oh, the commercial, yeah. It was uh, it was for the dungeon. And which I'm surprised it hasn't been uh, digitized yet. I have You know what? I actually have it on. Back when the monkeys did their original marathon on MTV. Yeah. It was uh the commercial buy oh, was I think I remember this. for local cable. Yeah, so yeah. I have it on a VHS okay. during Monkeys episodes, which for me <laughs> is like meta meta. You know the problem is VHS looks so bad when you digitize, and I don't have a, the proper upgrade equipment. I have the commercial, but it, it looks like absolute garbage by today's eyes. Well, if Frank was listening, he would probably prefer the original uh, Superman, which, which was from a Texas band called The Click. Okay. And then R.E.M. recorded it in 1986, uh, which we just talked about. Yeah, it was a cover. I always forget that because they're so well-known for doing their own material, except for when they go obvious with covers like a Lennon tune or a Beach Boy song. But uh, yeah, that was my favorite song off that record. That's the, To me, that was their last great, great album, my last favorite album of theirs, even though they had like another four or five that are really good. Life's Rich Pageant LP is is top notch. I like Automatic for the People and uh, something that Z93 just featured, we're going to have to play it on our next cover show, Yeah, is um, Eddie Vedder did a cover of Drive. Oh, and, I'm all uh, over it. And that's out there right now for a movie called Flag Day, I guess it's coming out soon. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, good. A new holiday? <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. But, uh, yeah, me and Michael are doing Comic-Con this weekend. If you're at the Civic Center, maybe you're wrapping that up this weekend. Uh, but Comic-Con began in 1970 in uh, San Diego, and uh, our friend George Taylor, D.O.T. Taylor, yes. he's probably the only one that I know that went to like the ripoff version of it for New York City. And he was, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like when you go down to New York, and instead of Elmo, you get Velmo. Yeah. Like you get all these nasty puppets that want to take your picture with you, and it's like, wait a minute, you're not, you're not Spider Man, you're you're Spiderman, Attorney at Law. And I'm very guilty of doing those photos at Times Square with those characters. But I remember George asked Albert, and he said, "Oh, if you mind, if we, uh, me and my cousin Christopher, we sleep on your floor in Astoria, Queens." Yes. Oh, wow. And they went to the Comic-Con in New York, but George is not somebody that does crowds, Mm. so it was a one and done for him. Um, Another thing I want to talk about, a lot of people will say, well, Steven is a big He-Man fan, and people know me on the show as the Michael Myers guy. There's two festivals that I would love to go to. One of them is called PowerCon, which is the He-Man uh, Comic Con type thing. Mm-hmm. It's out in Anaheim, another California show, and it's one of those things that I kind of found out about after I got married, so I'll never be able to do it. Never, unless you, unless you, you know, you got to barter the kids. Oh, I'm doing it for Tanner. That's that's how that works. <laughs> and then uh, the Halloween Haddonfield convention, which is but which is cool too, because like PJ Souls, who you know from Stripes, uh, and she's in a bunch of movies. Like there's some big time actors. Paul Rudd was in Halloween Six. We talked about Dana Carvey uh, back 
our Halloween show, he got his start as a cameo, which he will never acknowledge. I, I tag him every year right. on social media. Doesn't doesn't he'll never acknowledge it. He had like a small part in Halloween too. Okay. But uh, yeah, Comic Con's a big huge thing. We're gonna be doing songs that are gonna be featuring your favorite comic book characters all hour long. And uh, the next one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I was so glad you, you picked this because this was one of mine. I was like, whenever you pick something that I was gonna pick, I was like, oh cool, that's a bonus for me. Well, did you watch <laughs> this movie? This- I did with Ming the Merciless. Is that the name of the it's, villain? Uh, it's Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah. It was was uh, 1980s space opera film, which was always on WPIX back in the day where Dad would be like, what is this crap? Because yeah. they were wearing like uh, underoos, mm-hmm. which I had back in the 80s. Well, there was also a simultaneous TV show, or might have been rapping by then, called Buck Rogers in the 21st Century. Yes. So I used to conflate yeah, yeah. both of them. But this is Queen. It's Flash. Anything? Uh... It's just, it's, this was Queen at their most over-the-top ridiculous, and that's why I love it. <laughs> All right, we're the Coleman Brothers on Z93, sponsored every single week by Mahoney's Irish Pub in Poughkeepsie. Make sure you say hello to Emmett. Make sure you say hello to uh, Denny and also Pat anytime you get down there. And don't forget DJ Tilt. We'll hit him later. There you go, Z93. Yes. I recently rewatched Back to School with the late great Rodney Dangerfield. It made me think of my college memories back when I was a youth. I tried to share those recollections with my children, but then I remembered that I never went to college. I spent my youth as a Tulane minor with multiple concussions from quarry collapses, and I have no children, just Cabbage Patch kids that I bought from the local thrift store. 
Damn, that movie brings up bad memories. The Comic-Con Show with the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the Gangster of Love. Some people call me Maurice. Because I speak of the pompatists of love.
Cause I'm right here at home You're the cutest thing I ever did see Really love your peaches Wanna shake your tree It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93, our Comic-Con show. Steve Miller, the Joker. And uh, Joker, he's probably one of the most famous characters, villains, I think, in comic book history. Is if you're To spin off into its own element. Like, you know, there's the Riddler and Brainiac, but do, yeah. do they have their own movies? No, they do not. No, well, huh? actually, no, huh? I don't. Huh? But, all right, so then tell me a couple of things. Tell me your favorite Joker. There's a lot of them. I like five of them. Cesar Romero. That's your favorite. Hey, without a doubt. Well, I got to remember, when I was growing up, the 60s were close enough that that's what our reruns were in the afternoon. So yeah. I would watch Batman and that stuff and, you know, when I got home from school. Well, there was an iconic episode, which I think I posted to somebody's wall, or maybe I posted on our wall in the early stages of the Colvin Brothers on Z93, is uh, Cesar Romero goes out and he's um, entering himself into a surfing competition. But he's doing it in his full like uh, Joker, Joker regalia. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's pretty funny. And I want to say... There was like a guest host on there. I don't know if it was, uh, it definitely wasn't the Beach Boys, but somebody like. All of those TV shows. Well, like, who's the actress that did Peanut Butter? Uh, Frankie Avalon and Funicello. Boom, there you go. I think maybe they were the guest stars on the show. Yeah, uh, you got to realize that just like pop culture happens now, like I'm sure Drake shows up on, you know, episodes of stuff on the WB or whatever. In those days, uh, because The Monkees was such a big hit for NBC, um, a lot of the other sitcoms would say, well, we got to get a musical act on here. So for no reason, I've talked about this before, for no yeah. reason at all like on bewitched they have boys and heart and there's an f troop episode with the factory and i know batman would you know they were there were quite a-list bands like you wouldn't get the birds or the beach boys or the beatles but you would definitely get groups that you have heard of and it was just it was just a, w- a way to be culturally relevant at the time yeah my favorite comic book movie of all time is the dark knight with the heath ledger as the joker okay so if you haven't seen it I recommend it. It's not one of those old school campy movies. It's made by um, Christopher Nolan, who did Memento. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so it's very like trippy. So check that out when you get a chance. The Colvin Five. Are you ready for the Colvin Five? Five. 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 On Z93. All right, the Colvin Five this week. Well, I guess because we're doing Comic-Con, it's what is your favorite comic book character? And uh, I, I wasn't really a person that collected comics. I remember when... Mom and Dad used to uh, throw me and Christopher over at uh, Aunt Cheryl's house, mm. and then she, you know, she eventually was with Jeff, and Jeff was an accountant. So there was a an office right in the middle of Cold Spring. So anytime that we would get bored, we would go to the local deli, which was next door, and we get comics and we get candy. And uh, I think one time I talked Benjamin into like um, it was at this fork in an intersection. He's the one that went all comic. Yeah, but we, we I talked Benjamin into. Uh, uh, mooning all the traffic, which we never got caught for. Wow. Um, but something that I got into, 1982, um, I started my He-Man collection. The TV cartoon started in 1983, so... The way to get around a storyline to get with the you know the characters and all of the action figures in each um, action figure there was a comic book, a little comic book, maybe like 15 pages. It was a mini comic, and uh, for my birthday a couple years ago, I got the book that has every single one of the comics, and it became something that. Um, followed the whole collection to 1987, 1988, where there was a comic for every single character, probably about 49 to 56 of those. And the only comics that I ever got into was The Far Side. And you know what was great about The Far Side? Mom loved them. Yes. And to this day, we'll still give, on occasion, we'll give a Christmas or a birthday card that's based on Gary Larson's Far Side. But that was that was it for me, and that and Family Circus. I still have the, the Far Side mug that somebody gave you or Carolyn. <laughs> 
for Christmas. Cat food? And it, uh, <laughs> and it became mine. <laughs> All right, what's number five? Number five, Jackie Kunda, New Windsor, the lion cat from Sega. All right, is that something you're familiar with? Because I have no idea. I, I'm thinking Sega or maybe it's Saga. I think it says Saga. Because Sega, Sega is... Sega would uh, be S-E-G-A. Sega! Yeah, we're not, you know, again, we're not aficionados by any stretch. Now, not to be outdone, Jackie's husband, Scotty, I did their wedding many years ago at the old... Remember the old Anthony's Pier 9 in New Windsor before it became a movie house? Oh, that's where they're filming the new Joker movie. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> and the Kubert film. Uh, I, I didn't know if Kubert got into the promo picture last week. I got to laugh at it. Kubert was everywhere last week. Uh, Scotty Kunda in New Windsor. The Amazing Spider-Man. Now, for me... Spider-Man was something that you would catch on Electric. Was Electric Company still around when you were in your formative years? Because it, it seems like one of those things that went down the wormhole. I know of it, but I don't. Re- I remember I Morgan was like, Freeman got his start on that show. Yeah, I used to watch Sesame Street. Sesame Street was wonderful, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan. Electric Company was like its kid brother that did a few too many drugs. You had Rita Moreno, you had Morgan Freeman, but they would go way, way out there with all the hippie stuff. And uh, this was something like they they used to do a, a you know a weekly or a biweekly Spider. Man thing, and this was the theme. Spider Man, where are you coming from? Spider Man, nobody knows who you are. Kathy Kane Collins checks in at number three in San Antonio, Texas, and our sister Carolyn in Petaluma, California. Catwoman, the best outfit. <laughs> yeah. Now this is going back to the, the Cesar Romero movie. Yes, with, uh, who was T- but there was a TV show. It was the it was the original Batman TV series? Uh, I think it ran from sixty six to sixty nine, maybe sixty eight. And Catwoman was brought in, I think, in season three to just spice it up a little. Yeah, it's kind of like when a show is starting to go downhill and they they have a baby to try to save it. Yeah. You know, they didn't do that on Family Ties. Well, there's a new Batman coming out. It was supposed to come out this year, but I think COVID moved it to next year. Number two, Charles and Poughkeepsie. Yes, <laughs> the Incredible Hulk, hands down. He's Says. Yes, he is a big fan of that. If you go over to his house, we talked about it last week. There's plastic <laughs> Don't around go without his a TV, suit. but there's certain DVDs that have never been opened. I think this is one of them. Okay, because he probably has. Oh, this is the one that I watch. And this is the one that I collect. My favorite thing about the Hulk in the uh, '70s, you would have again been an infant, but uh, Bill Bixby was the David Banner in the and the, the series that introduced Lou Ferrigno to the world. Yep. And my favorite thing is when whenever you used to watch TV shows with our father or grandmother. They would, if they recognized the name in the credits, they would yell it out. Do you remember this? This was a thing. I do it to this day. And yeah. That's one reason why I live alone. It's, but, it's um, uh, still a little bit of my thunder later on. I got a okay. quiz. Oh, because I was going to say, no, because uh, the, there was a reporter. I don't know. Jack whole, Colvin. Jack Colvin. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, did I blow something for you? That's all right. Okay. Keep in. Keep but dad tuning was, in. Dad was so thrilled by the fact uh, that there was a Jack Colvin. Yeah, there that was, was his thing. Yeah. There, I didn't know a Colvin in the media or in sports until Roosevelt Colvin. We talk about that all the time. Our cousin. And now they're popping up everywhere. Big closer. Big closer. Is Lewis Chu? He's uh, done macking it to my cousin Kim uh, at Dutchess Stadium this past Friday. This is uh, Wednesday night karaoke at Mahoney's. Lewis Chu, Superman. I like when he rescues the women, <laughs> and that is Lewis Chu in a nutshell. I think Lewis Chu longs to be the one that rescues the women. Yes, and he uh, he is somebody that will definitely pull those socks all the way up. He is a comic book hero in his own right. Hi, this is Lewis Chu at Comic Con, and you are listening to the Coven Brothers on Z ninety three. I am Iron Man.
It's the Coven Brothers on Z93 Comic Con. And uh, Black Sabbath, you have to play Black Sabbath Iron Man if you're going to do a Comic Con show. And this song, I mean, Michael probably has a couple of stories that date back before the movie came out. But this really kicked off the whole resurgence in comic book movies. If you remember, Robert Downey Jr. was arrested probably oh, three or four times. Very much at the bottom of his downward cycle. He was like the male Amy Winehouse for yeah. a bit. And he got this role, and it blew up. It turned him around. And the only association I have with this movie, our cousin Frankie, uh, Frank Pushkar, had a beautiful estate, because that's the only way to describe it, up in Germantown. And we would yes. do Apple Fest every every fall. Until yeah, that'd they, be coming up soon. We're going to miss that this year. Yeah, because he sold it off during the, the pandemic. But knowing my, you know, how much of an audiophile I am, he brought me down into his theater room. Did you get to go into this? He had a, he had a theater room where the, no. the screen came down. I mean, it was unbelievable. And he used Iron Man to demo it for me. Like, he had Dolby Atmos before I had even heard of it. He must have had like 72 speakers in this thing. Yeah. I could have cared less about the movie. I said, Frank, I said, this sounds amazing. I said, when can I move in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a very nice, cool setup. He had the bar upstairs, the Irish bar for St. Patty's Day parties. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if we show up, we'll just say, oh, Frank sent us. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, somebody I wanted to kind of put a little spotlight on, even though we talk about him every show. So Woody is a friend of, of ours. He started out uh, as a young gentleman by the name of Steve Geisinger back in the day at Quinnipiac and mm. became Woody five minutes into his internship. And he's done weather with us. He's done traffic with us on location reports and deep thoughts. <laughs> so Woody always provides comedy, which I bring onto the show. And uh, here's some of his highlights. He fell out of uh, a top bunk when we went camping last year, which we talked about on the show. Yes. Um, at my bachelor party, he drove two and a half hours, and within a half hour of being there, he was covering first base, where Michael became uh, this charging crazy person after he got a base hit, and literally you trampled over Woody. I did, I did, yeah. And Woody and that, that's began so limping. Like, that's so not me, but I, I, I did it. Numerous parking tickets. Woody is that guy that parks next to a fire hydrant. Oh, boy. In Astoria, Queens, and also the city of Poughkeepsie when he crashes on George's uh, couch. Uh, couch. If he before. even get to the couch. Be- he, he crashes on a pile of DVDs that have never been opened. This is before Woody moved to the Hudson Valley. And he's also very famous for the puke and rally. So whenever he's at like a barbecue, he'll go out into the woods. He'll throw and up, and then he's back and ready for more. He's ready more like 10 minutes later. That's great. So last week I had him and, and Albert over to watch uh, a movie. And uh, the previous time that they were there, he uh, if you ever seen Austin Powers, mm-hmm. uh, that scene where Austin Powers is trying to back up in like this really small highway yes. or hallway, and uh, and Michael's guilty of this too, where he, it takes him a little bit longer, but Michael's also 12 years older than Woody. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, our mother was famously uh, removed of her keys at 55, so three more years of driving for me. Yeah, so Woody, you know, as he's trying to back up in my driveway, he literally drove over my whole lawn. Oh no, and, which uh, you hate. Which so, I could care less, but you hate that. Yeah, so he showed up this past thursday and he's like hey kid just to make it uh, easier on things i parked at the end of the driveway so albert <laughs> showed up 20 minutes later he goes oh, i guess i'm supposed to park here dude what's going on <laughs> we got a full driveway here oh that's awesome and uh so luckily woody did not uh, hit my garbage cans or my mailbox and uh it's a sight to see with woody i tell you what if i didn't have a loop at the top i would lose my mind because i can't I'm, I'm i'm mom i can't back up you see me trying to get out yeah. of your drive it takes me hours i'm not a big fan of backing up either no and we had to do that when we went camping with rosa and justin and uh Thankfully, I made it out of there myself. So the next song is uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. Yes, this goes out to Denny in Naples, Florida. All right. Is he a Magneto or a Titanium Man? I believe fan? he was Titanium Man, but this was deliberately written in honor of the comic books. Uh, Paul McCartney in 1975 recorded the Venus and Mars LP in uh, in New Orleans. John Lennon was invited down to the sessions and was going to go, but of course, Yoko put the the, blo- the blocks on that. But uh, So th- this was a deliberate 
tribute to the comic. All right, so for all you X-Men fans that are listening right now on Spotify, this is for you. We're the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Irish Pub and Steakhouse in Poughkeepsie is the official sponsor of the Colvin Brothers Show here on Z93. And if you're looking to host your private party, Mahoney's has two great options. The vast room can hold parties from 30 to 200 people. The room gives you privacy for meetings, holiday parties, rehearsal dinners, retirement parties, and so much more. Then there's the clutter room, ready for your next party, accommodating up to 85 people, featuring your own bar and dance floor. Book your next event today. Call Pat at 471-7026 or visit Mahoney'sIrishPub.com. Batman. Spider-Man, Superman, Breckman, oh boy, the Comic-Con Show with the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can, spins a web in his ass, catches thieves to that last. 
the Colvin Brothers on Z93. We are at Comic-Con this week in the studio. Ramon Spider-Man for the Tan Man. Uh, the Tan Man, my uh, my son, who will be he turning four in September. Does love his Spider-Man, doesn't yeah, he? He dressed up as Spider-Man last year, and uh, you know now he's doing the whole... Uh, what is he doing nowadays? He he loves Batman. He loves He-Man. So we, we'll try to mix it up and see what he's going to be this year. I think he's leaning towards Super Mario Brothers. Oh, really? So that means- What about Coffee Not Soon? Hey, over there. You can come and see us at Mahoney's. We're going to both be eating Moira's goat cheese salad. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1995, the Ramones recorded a version of the song for their tribute album, Saturday Morning Cartoons Greatest Hits. Okay, that's why. I, guess I, 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 yeah. I It's funny. I, I did a, um, a party a couple weeks ago. Great family, and their son was going into Marines. Dad had been a Marine. Grandpa had been Marine, and they, it was it was a backyard party. He's like, oh, before you before you're done, you got, you got to play Ramon's Pet Cemetery. That's my pet cemetery out there. Like it was just like talking to Frank, you know. So like, it's sure enough, that's where all the cats were buried. Oh man, <laughs> unfortunately, the, unfortunately, the colognes are living at ours on Gold Road. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, if you like this song, it was also re-released as part of a compilation album, Weird Tales of the Ramones. Yeah, the, the, I love the Ramones. I got to see them several times at the Chance Course just last week. We uh, did our memorial for uh, Frankie Pallet. And I got to see them. I don't know how many original members were there by the time that I saw them. I saw them about three or four times. You know, and, you know, the Pinhead would still come out, Zippy the Pinhead. Yeah. But my favorite piece of Ramon's trivia, I think I've told you this before, D.D. Ramon, Real name Doug Colvin. See, that's another, that's another Colvin, Colvin reference. Out, they're out there. Out there. <laughs> you ready everywhere. for Colvin Boulevard? You like that? Colvin Brothers Boulevard. And that's up going towards uh, Jimmy Bills, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's up in Buffalo. I took a picture of that when I was going to Niagara Falls. Time for another quiz from the All right, because we're at Comic Con, you know, I figured I would dig up some comic book trivia and destroy me with it. And the, well, I tried to make it a little bit easier because it's also involves movies because I know neither of us are like comic book collectors. No, I have one comic book. It's a Baby Huey, and we got it because everybody in the neighborhood had a nickname. And I forget who. Probably Fran Dursey was really the the, the sarcastic wise ass of the group. Ignog. And uh, he, <laughs> I think he dubbed Rich Pesnowski Baby Huey, and it stuck. So I got the comic to, to torture him. And you never know; it might be worth something. And I think it is. All right, number one: three actors played Batman in the nineties. On the big screen. You want all three? I want you to name all three. All right. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. And uh, George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I only saw the Michael Keaton one, but again, I, I didn't see it because I went to the Overlook Drive-In when I was 20 and, you know, you didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Michael Keaton, after the first two, had enough and Tim Burton left the franchise. Okay. And then it became a little cartoonish before it was saved by Christopher Nolan. Oh. All right. Number two. Played the Incredible Hulk on the CBS show The Incredible Hulk. Oh, that was Luke Rigno. And he was actually discovered, I want to say... They used to have these wild um, competition shows in those days. With uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, well, there was like, the, the, yeah, I guess he was on, on something with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I, I seem to remember him in Battle of the Network Stars, but that might have been after the Hulk thing debuted. But he, he was definitely a name that I heard before the Hulk came out. Yeah, I believe it was 77 is when it came out. Yeah, yeah, we were in Virginia. And then we would always watch the reruns along with A-Team on WWOR. <laughs> okay. So those were classics. Number three, Superman's Kryptonian name at birth was? Gerald or something? Cal L. Oh, no, I was going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, highest grossing superhero film. I'm going to give you multiple choice. Oh. Was it A, Big Hero? Was it B, Avengers Endgame? Was it C, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Or was it D, Avengers Infinity War? I'm going to say Avengers Endgame because it's the only one I really heard of. Yeah, $2.8 billion. Yeah, I think that's the reason why I know it because it was that big. Yeah, it was the king of, uh, of comic book movies. No interest. And then unfortunately, Black Panther passed away after that, so I think they're recasting. What about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that. Crunch probably saw that. Number five, who played Doctor Strange in the 2006 film? Stop. 
Stop it. I have to know. Yeah. He was Michael, also the, Ma- Michael Myers. Michael Myers? I guess. He was also the voice of the dragon in uh, The Hobbit. Did that help you? No. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Wonderful. There you go. Do you even know who that is? I know what a cummerbund is. I used to have to wear them when I worked for Zoll's. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Where's your blue vest? You're oh, fired. <laughs> I have such an embarrassing photo because back in the day, you know, Zoll's would always say, fellas, you know, give me a picture for my website. Yeah. So back then we had like these really like outrageous 1987, 1991 colored themed uh, vests. Mm. Oh, I got to find I know the- those were not good years for colors. Oh, I got to find the photo. Number six, Spider-Man was played by three of these actors. Which one did not play him? This is the big closer. Was it A, Tom Holland? Was it B, Tobey Maguire? Was it C, Corey Feldman? Or was it D, Andrew Garfield? All right. I, I, I saw the one with... Uh, Tobey Maguire? Yeah, I saw the one. So it's got to be Corey Feldman. There's no way he ever did that well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was bigger in the 80s. I remember his season. To me, Corey Feldman was the kid on Bad News Bears. He was like one of the younger kids. Yeah, yeah. Our next song, this is a Michael pick, The Bengals, Hero Takes a Fall. Yeah, well, you know, with comics, you got heroes, you got villains. You're not going to let me play the Beach Boys, even though we use them as the theme for the Colvin Five. Ha ha. Uh, but uh, the Bengals, this was my first exposure to them. Uh, from I, I want to say 1984, yes. they had already put out an EP before this that uh, one is track on brilliant. Album. Yeah, so you know, I, this this got some airplay in the day. And part of what we do with this show is remind you what radio used to be like. And here's an example: We're the Colvin Brothers on Z93.
You spend weeks picking out a costume to go to Comic-Con. Yet when you go to a wedding, you still wear your 1970s Sears Rough Rider jeans that don't fade and a t-shirt that says, I'm with stupid. The Colvin Brothers. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. On Z93.
It's the Coven Brothers on Z93, our Comic-Con show, Our Lady Peace. Superman's dead for Fernando at Legoland in Goshen. There was something in the air that night, Fernando. Superman died at least 15 times. And this guy has died. You make fun of me because I watch all these Halloween movies and remakes. Mm. He's died more than Michael Myers on screen. Okay? <laughs> That's a little cray-cray. It is. But, uh, you know, again, Superman is such a part of the culture. What You know, my favorite piece, I don't know if we're going to bring bring it up, so I will. Um, if you go through however many episodes of Seinfeld there were, the original yeah. Seinfeld run, there Superman makes an appearance in every one. Did you know that? Well, it's uh, it's a figurine in his apartment, right? It's a figurine, but even if they don't have uh, scenes in his apartment, which there were a few, they find ways to get it in. One of my favorite things that you brought up Seinfeld, I'm going to have to bring this up because it made me laugh. Uh Um, Justin, who's married to our niece Rosa, he posted a video from uh, from Seinfeld, and it's so perfect. He says, "This is what's happening on Facebook right now," and it's Kramer. That's that scene where he was supposed to walk in. uh, I believe it was the AIDS walk, Mm. and everyone had a ribbon, and Kramer refused to get a ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) They all cornered him and beat him up. Oh Oh, man. man, it's like today with masks. Oh, so good. Who died today? Who died today? All right, number one. In 1975, on this day, American Baseball Hall of Famer and manager of the New York Yankees, Casey Stengel, died at the age of 85. He had a great run, and uh, what a career the man had. It's funny because for the Yankees, he's just a footnote. Yes, he was you know, the manager for a bunch of those World Series wins. You know, I think we won like you know, 10 out of 11 World Series or whatever while he was at the helm. But if you go to, I, I still want to call it Shea, it was City Field. If you go to City Field, every chance they get, they're posting Casey Stengel videos and stuff. Because that's the version of Casey Stengel that we know yeah. is really that late in life dementia adult dude that just used to say the crazy things. He was like an older Yogi Berra, you know, and, and that that's part of the appeal. I mean, I, I'm not a Met fan, but I, I do enjoy going to the City Field for that because it, it's very cozy. Well, they honor him because he was the very first manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then they, they, they were awful. Awful. And that's probably what killed him. <laughs> All right, number two. In 2010, American actor Tony Curtis passed away. And you probably know him from such films as Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. Jack Lemmon. He was nominated for an Academy Award in The Defiant Ones. And I believe he's the father of one Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, no? Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, another uh, Halloween tie-in. I know. Well, I figured that you would know that part. But yeah, I, that, I know the family lineages. I always get a kick out of that. Married to? Janet Lee From? King Kong? Psycho. Ah! If she was in King Kong, I don't know. I, I, no, that was somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it for, uh, for the yeah, little no, psycho. No, no, psycho is what she was known for. I got, I got my blonde bombshells messed up. All right, we got more Superman. What do we got? This is uh, the the Kinks, and we let we let off the show with the R.E.M. Superman. This is a completely different one. that act, They had put um, parentheses in a subtitle, Wish I Could Fly Like Superman, and this was something of a comeback for him. It led to many years of touring arenas, and I got to see them for the first time myself at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center, and then subsequent tours, whether it was Ray by himself or the Kinks. Fantastic band, live, and uh, this is a great one here on Z93.
Taylor. This is the one that I watch. This is the one that I collect. The Comic-Con Show with the Colvin Brothers on C93.
WBWZ, New Pulse, Poughkeepsie. It's the Coleman Brothers on Z93. We are at Comic-Con in the studio this weekend. And uh, three doors down, kryptonite for Larry at the Regal Beagle. You have to... Come and knock on his door. You have to if you're gonna do songs with this. We, we reference Superman all day. You gotta yeah. you gotta have the anti Superman, right? Yeah, I played this song. This is one of my favorites. I play because uh, I'm gonna be at Mahoney's, which is a little tease that we'll do when what's happening at Mahoney's. Oh yes, I'm making my return after a year. Well, when you go to Mahoney's, I want to make sure that you have some of Helena's fajitas because right. they are banging. Maybe I'll give some to El Nino with a little Corona. El Nino was out the other night, yeah, and uh, I said to him, I was like, El Nino. Because I only know a little bit of Spanish. Like, <laughs> I was like, mi, uh, mi hermano es DJ on uh, whatever, September 4th or whatever night you're going to yeah, be yeah. there. And he was, he just lit up because you're the one that named him El Nino. Yeah, he used to come all the time. And I just you know just started giving him the pound. He always wanted the pound. He would stand right in front of the DJ booth, which he probably still does. Still does. And uh, just checking out the ladies, man. He does, he does like the ladies. All right, because it's Comic-Con, mm-hmm. I had to do a little digging okay. to find out some of the worst comic book characters in history. This is the kind of stuff that I live for. <laughs> I, I'll, I probably have haven't heard of any of these, but you never know. All right. Number one, dog welder. <laughs> <laughs> dog welding is a superpower. The ability to take dogs and weld them to the faces of their adversaries. Oh, man. What year was that? Do you have any idea? I think it was in the 40s. Oh, this God. is a real deal. Shame. Number two, blue... <laughs> Well, the, you're so bad. Well, I used to have dog welder, babe. <laughs> you ever wonder what happened to Flap? Take a look out in the oh, back. <laughs> Number two, Blue Snowman. Blue Snowman. Now that sounds dirty. The identity is a woman who pretends to be a man who dresses up as a snowman to fight Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. So this was a Wonder Woman adversary. I yeah. like it. I like it yes. a lot. Didn't really last too long. Watch out for the invisible plane. Number three. Oh, man. <laughs> Are you going with the old school joke? Uh, we can't go there. I know. Number three, Hindsight Lad. What? Hindsight <laughs> Lad. <laughs> sounds like something you'd see on the side of a vending machine in Japan. He doesn't actually have any superpowers. Instead, he gives tactical advice to his teammates after the battle was already won or lost. Oh, this sounds like something that uh, Charles would be doing. Yeah, he would like, come in and be like, oh, yes, if you're not going to eat that, <laughs> I'm the guy that's to take it home. Number four, arm fall off boy. That's not real. Yes. That's real? Yes. Arm fall off boy. That's Bryce would come up with a better name. The ability to remove his arms without harm. Okay. <laughs> so it would have like a flesh wound on there. There, there. there is a, um, you know, like everybody's got like a slogan for their particular practice and there's one that's actually called do no harm. I can't remember what it is, but that's for a, a le- comic book character. No, no. For like a legitimate, like, oh, okay. you know, either, uh, you know, doctors, nurses, EMS, something like that. All right. These next two, before I get to uh, the big closer. Oh, you, I can't even bring these up on the air who they are, but do me a favor. Google Hemogoblin. Hemogoblin. And he, she. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm taking that he, she is non-binary. You know, they never talk about this. You know, the Afghans might hate women. They're pretty cool with the non-binary. <laughs> Chuck on line three. What? You're non-binary. Come on in. <laughs> I am the nice guy from Afghanistan. And then uh, <laughs> this, I mean, here's the thing. Literally, people went into a room and came up with characters for comic books. Mm. This next guy is Ice Cream, spelled E-Y-E hyphen scream. <laughs> And he's a mutant who can turn into ice cream. Wow, I mean, these are all real. These are all real. I could, I, I could go to the next one. Well, you go to Comic Con. Where the show's over at four fifteen, yes. so I can go there. I think they're open till six. Yes, I'm going to go and look for these. And you could take some ice cream and just throw it at people, and they'll just salute you. That'll work. See you in the funny papers, the Comic Con show with the Colvin Brothers on Z ninety three Godzilla. Godzilla.
the Coven Brothers on Z93 taking a trip to Comic Con. We have to take care of Mr. Dot Taylor Godzilla. Yes, just Godzilla blew us quote. Mm, yeah, and uh, a song that uh, blew them up. They were they're on a Long Island. They're actually got a lot of local connections. It's not unusual to see a member of Blue Oyster Cult. I think Mark Broussard might be the one uh, come up and and host um, like SPCA fundraisers when when things are normal. He hasn't done it since the pandemic lifted, but I wouldn't be surprised to, to see him back in action in 22. Yeah, and George, our special uh, Dot man, he is somebody that goes out to G Fest every year for Chicago. He didn't go because of the COVID outbreak yeah. last year. He didn't go this year. Uh, but the whole crew that usually does G Fest, I don't know if you remember seeing this on Facebook because he's like, oh, anytime I come to Michael's house, he has such great internet. I can actually upload all my photos. <laughs> he went to Tokyo, Japan, and he had like 200 photos that he literally went to Michael's house, used your your Wi-Fi, and you know, he can use my Wi-Fi anytime because he when in a pinch and I need some coverage for Bryce, he's always right there. All right, it's time for what's happening at Mahoney's this week. Breckman, I uh, got your text earlier in the week, and mm. you said the next time that we ask you to cue the music, you want to cue up the theme for Gomer Pyle, USMC. Which- oh, golly, Sarge! <laughs> I guess we could do it for a quick hot second, and then we got to get into our uh, our sponsor. I love his suggestions. So Mahoney's Irish Pub and Steakhouse is the official sponsor of the Colvin Brothers on Z93. Which is also the official place where you know the only place, the only place where you can get boobies, beer, battered chicken sandwich. And what else can you get? How about Stan's Fried Ravioli? Isn't there something still on the menu for Mad Mike? Uh, no, they, they change it every week. So I okay. had, after 17 years, I got a week's worth of turkey, Reuben. I'm still waiting for Colvin Brothers coleslaw. We're having a meeting this week, so I'll, I'll talk about it. I hope we do get that. You can always find out the specials. If you don't do social media, you can go on the interwebs. All right, MahoneysIrishPub.com, and it literally loads as soon as you click on it. Mm-hmm. So you guys can find out what the daily specials are. Go there for lunch or dinner. Tomorrow's Monday, Margarita Monday, all day long, $6. It's a wonderful thing. Tuesday, we've got Jazz Night. Ben does such a great great job. All the top jazz musicians in the Hudson Valley converge on Mahoney's for three hours every Tuesday. And then, of course, we turn things over to Get Tilted with DJ Tilt. That's right. DJ Tilt. Now that Maris is back, he actually has people to play for. Too, yeah, so I, I, asked nice. him, I asked him if he could play Woomp There It Is. He says, how about Woot There It Is? You remember? Oh, was- yes, yes. The, <laughs> the, the controversial other single that raced up the charts simultaneously. So Mahoney's is the official NFL headquarters. They have 26 flat screens at Mahoney's. Yes, and I program at least 19 of them. So you can watch all of the games. The first game, it's still probably a little bit, you know, down the road, September 9th. But make before your you plans, know, it, make your plans. Make your plans. Tell you what, Thursday nights are off the charts. I've been DJing Thursday nights there since its inception, 2004. Yep. You throw football into the mix, and you it, it's nuts. And DJ uh, Breezy, Breezy T. She's a big Cowboy fan. Yeah, she's a big Cowboy fan. She'll be there to watch the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, kickoff is usually, I don't know, what? I think uh, about 8.15 on Thursdays. It, it's weird. Like, they fluctuate the time. Just show up at Mahoney's, and the game will be on. Yeah, and then we got a sizzle production. I'm going to be back at Mahoney's. It's like one year from the last time I was there. We're we're going to have a really, really good time. DJ Sizzle filling in for the mad one. Uh, on, on Saturday. On Saturday, the 4th of September. You're getting the whole night. It's Labor Day weekend, so we're going to be there between you and me. We'll be there all weekend long. Yeah, I'm going to be there anyway the rest of the week. So I was like, oh, you know, I can get my brother a night. All right, so we got one more song. This is David Bowie Heroes. And uh, for our brother Christopher, I never got to it yet, but I need to. Uh, there was a show called Heroes that was on NBC, which he told me was very good. It's with an actress called Hayden Panettiere. Hayden yeah, yeah, yeah. She led the cast. It was on for four seasons and I think it made a, a brief comeback on Netflix, maybe. It was one of those things where I think that the fans got them to do a final season, kind of like what would happen with Jericho. Yeah, so I think it's one of those things that I'll have to check out. Maybe Crunch already has it on DVD. He can, he can lend it to me when I see him uh, at, a, at a future funeral. Well, when I think of a hero, babe, I, it's like a sandwich. You go out, you know, I live in Yonkers. And we call them <laughs> heroes. I don't know what a grinder is. Well, Barbara, you know what mom used to call him. I don't care. <laughs> 
<laughs> a wedge. You know, I got a wedge right here. You want a wedgie? Yeah, I'm going to give you a crunch wedgie. All right. We got to get out of here. I got to get my kids some trapper keepers because school starts very soon. Oh, didn't you save yours? Uh, no, actually, that's something that was in mom's uh, shrine to Carolyn. Yeah, oh, I know. Uh, that's don't, probably still don't there go at Gold in that Road. room. Carolyn's moving back. One last thing. Happy birthday, Olivia. Olivia Judith turns seven tomorrow. So happy birthday to Olivia. We are the Coleman Brothers on C93. Podcast. Look at what's happening.